You're listening to episode 299 of the Major Issues Podcast. And on this episode, I brought in my big sis to talk all about Harley Quinn's season three and four. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone. Ma'am, if you could please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, this is Melissa, aka Big Sis. Big Sis has returned, and it's it, quite a monumentous occasion this is the last stop on the road to major issues 300 and before we go went ahead and celebrated such a terrific milestone had to get you back on the pod um and also wanted to tackle a bit of light-hearted content seeing as a lot of what we've been covering lately has been a bit can get a bit dreary <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we decided to uh tackle Harley Quinn seasons three and four, which dropped earlier this year. They even dropped a, a Valentine's Day special um, that completely went over my head. Dealing with too much, the world gets too crazy. But I'm absolutely, uh, I'm stoked to be talking about it. I'm stoked to be talking about it with you. And one of the things that I did in preparation for this, besides watching seasons three and four, was go back and listen to us cover seasons one and two because I didn't want to repeat any of the same plot points. But something that I found that was pretty interesting that you said was you said this animated version of Harley Quinn is your favorite. Now, that was two whole years ago, two whole seasons ago. How do you how do you figure now? What what, what do you think about uh, this interpretation of Harley? Well, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for having me back on. Uh, doing what we do best, you know, this, this yeah. <laughs> back and forth uh, that we do just on a regular anyway. Um, but she basically surpassed kind of what I was feeling then um, to, to watch her evolve, to watch her go from, you know, the stereotypical, you know, battered woman and the toxic relationship to become who she is in season four is pretty dope to see. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, Another reason why I wanted to tackle this is because uh, September is the birth month of Harley. Um, That's when she first appeared in comics in September of 1993. Even though she appeared in the television show, Batman, the animated series uh, months before. So technically 1992, but comic books, 1993. And uh, sadly, her, the inspiration for the character and the very first voice actress for the character, Arlene Sorkin, passed away um, in August. Uh, So, you know, in the spirit of Arlene and the character that she uh, inspired, the guy who created Harley Quinn, Bruce, uh, sorry, co-created Paul Dini and Bruce Tim made it. Um, But Paul Dini and Arlene were college friends. And she d- did a character on Days of Our Lives, I believe it's called. Um, yeah, called Calliope, where she played like a ditzy clown. 
it's mm-hmm. it's note for note the same character. It's very interesting to see with the with the Brooklyn accent and the kind right. of just dopey oh, yeah, mob, yeah, see, yeah. like a mob wife <laughs> kind right. of uh kind of character. <laughs> yeah. And um so like a lot of what we based the character on, you know, uh came from Arlene. So rest in peace to a legend. Did not know she was the longtime wife of Christopher Lloyd of Back oh. to the Future fame. Did not know that. Um, so a small world. But uh yeah, we're here to celebrate uh Arlene and we're here to celebrate Harlene here with this uh with just a talk. And one of the things I've always loved about this show is that it finds a way to juggle the raunchiest stuff <laughs> I've seen in animation in a while with like real themes and real uh, life lessons. Relatable yeah. topics and yes. And the last two seasons, we spoke about basically the two major themes of that were coming out of a toxic relationship kind of finding your identity and what what are you when you put that trauma to the side um this had so many different messages so many different i i i loved all the different themes that were hidden in like i said some of the craziest plot points <laughs> i loved all the characters that they show in this that like are 100 percent real i want to say first and foremost that cocaine snorting villain <laughs> a snow flame is real he's a hundred percent real um he's hilarious but uh yeah I, the way that they juggle this kind of stuff so like um seemingly to to the common person once you get in a relationship oh it's all over i'm happy happily ever after we did it right we kissed at yeah. the end it's a big moment you know they she didn't marry kite man like how we left off last time they got their kiss everything is gucci but uh we, that's, I guess, when the real problems come, because I think a lot of times in relationships, what people don't understand is a lot of the work is the maintenance of it. It's not, you know, you catch the fish, but it's not keeping you know, it together, not putting yeah. it together, keeping it together. Yeah. And, and that's so big. And we see Harley make almost every mistake <laughs> in trying to maneuver this very new territory for her in a relationship. Like in initially, she goes through like a huge like love bombing phase, right? Where everything has to be the best and she has to get ivy everything that she needs and not necessarily grand gestures yeah and what's weirder and i guess weirder for me because i'm a guy sometimes we think that's what we're supposed to do um is that ivy makes it quite plain like i didn't ask for any of this stuff i don't need the things that are important to me i've already communicated with you everything else you know uh and i that goes to knowing your partner i guess well you gotta you gotta remember where she's coming from nothing she did for joker was right nothing she can do was good enough so it was right. always trying to overcompensate her or top herself so you know now she's with someone who does appreciate who does love her and she just wants to keep doing and doing and doing because that's what she that's all she knows yeah that approval is super important to her and i mean obviously you want that approval from your loved one in general i guess what is the point in which it becomes not cool you know or, or crosses right. the line i guess when you just have to top yourself at every at every point right where we're topping where yourself becomes- is more important than what your partner wants absolutely absolutely you definitely have to read your partner 
read their reactions when they're receiving these things and know, okay, well, I think I'm going a little bit too much now. Yeah. Um, one of the things Ivy has to learn is working as a team. She's not good with people. Anybody that kind of, you know, t- steers her the wrong way or whatever, she just drops. We saw that with like her friend Swamp Thing, even Frank, <laughs> that that plant. Um, uh, but eventually, as relationships come together, you share your dreams, you share your hopes. Ivy shares that she wants to terraform the entire planet. She just wants <laughs> to make one big luscious green garden. And uh, Harley's totally down with that. She wants to see Ivy reach her full potential. And I believe that's a love language in and of itself, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the interesting things that they show in this show is that, at least in the point of uh, like canonically, I'm kind of going a little bit through season three and season four, um, that Harley may not be that great at being a hero and Ivy may not be that great at being a villain. Yeah, they made, she made a great reference um, when Harley was kind of like, you know, I'm playing the middleman and she's like, but you're not, you're on the outside. Yeah. And that's kind of where they both kind of stand is on the outside. Like they can do bad, but they really kind of don't want to do that bad. (laughs) Yeah. Just bad enough. Just bad enough to make a point. And I, I think that's important, especially for the Harley character who has seen so much recent popularity. I, I not assume, I'm going to, uh, I almost know that parents who've never seen this character before, now that's blowing up in costumes, blowing up in cartoons, blowing up everywhere, they do some reading up and they're like, I don't know if I really want <laughs> somebody. So like, I feel like these seasons of trying to find why she's not just another Batgirl, right? Why she's not just another person in the cape running around. She she does walk that fine line. And Ivy does too, you know, being a um, environmentalist. Right. Uh, so I think that's, that's all pretty cool. Um, they do an episode about the Villies, the Villain Awards. <laughs> and it's super important for Harley to win Best Couple with Ivy. Best Couple, yes. Now, it's more, it seems like it's, again, it seems like it's more important for Harley uh, to rub this in Joker's face than it is point. for her to actually be the best couple, right? Like. Right. And I guess that's where things go awry. You you have to uh, you have to see things all the way through. You, here, you need I was... to show your ex you're doing good. You know, you're doing better. <laughs> right. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> what do you think of Kite Man? Seemingly, I want to say doing better, but like he's chilling. He's got a girl. Everything's Gucci. He's good. Uh, he's good. Were you aware he's getting someone. his own show? There's always someone out there for you know. It's always someone. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you know he's getting his own show? Oh no. <laughs> yes, Kite Man's getting his own show. Uh so that's gonna be very interesting. But yeah, like he's he ain't no harm, no foul. I mean they kinda left him at the altar, but you know, like <laughs> he's still he's still fine. Um uh I love all the weird to to, to go off on a tangent, I love all the weird side arcs and side stories. My oh, favorite yeah because it's one of my favorite characters in this has to be uh, Bane and the pasta maker. Oh. He buys them a pasta maker for their wedding. And he's like, you should return it. <laughs> like, 
And they're like, no, it's kind of, he's, he's like, it's ghost to keep a, a present. <laughs> and he's like, it's more ghost to ask for it back. But he's always you know, hilarious. Funny, watching it with, you know, the mister. And he's like, why are they just always playing him? <laughs> <laughs> And for someone who doesn't actively watch it, you know, he doesn't watch yeah. it like us. He's just a lot of times in the room while I'm watching it and he catches some things and he's like, this, they're just always playing him. <laughs> yeah. I think with Bane, he's a ridiculous character on the face of him, right? And then, you know, Christopher Nolan gets him and makes him like this super philosophical, deep Tom Hardy's playing him. And it's, but he makes oh, a lot of sense, dark ride, right? but nobody <laughs> pays attention to what he's saying. Yeah, so it's like taking both of those, like the ridiculous, the, the, all the deep stuff that Christopher Nolan would write for the character, putting it in the body of how he actually looks in, in the comics, which is this huge hulking man. And that accent... Again, no one even knows where, like Tom Hardy said he got it. He's like a gypsy accent or something like that. Because the character's canonically from like Brazil. It's like South American. So he's always had kind of like a, like a deep Spanish accent or Latin accent. Um, but it, I don't know what it is in this. But no matter what it is, he just has me rolling the entire time. You do it so well. <laughs> yeah. I got to, uh, I had the, let me. Bing, 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 bing. Where's Bing? I'm trying to. Uh, James Adomain plays Bing. Um, what do you think of Kelly Kuko? I think she's really getting the hang of this. She is just falling right into that role like it's no other. The more she's into it, the more she. I mean, you know, with with time, I mean, and seasons and stuff, it's just becoming her. Harley, she is Harley. <laughs> yeah. I like that when she's faced with like another Harley at one point, she's like, look at that, ugh, that accent. <laughs> Cause it's like the super, it's like the deeper one. Like she was trying before uh -huh. she, cause you, again, like there's really has only really been one example. It's Arlene Sorkin, Tara mm -hmm. Strong, who's also voiced her in other stuff is doing her best Arlene Sorkin, <laughs> you know? And, and it, it, and I, we, I think uh, we the voice and, and how well Kaylee does it. Yeah. And yeah, she's just really, really getting the hang of it. So um, I'm really digging that there. But yeah, Bane, uh, his pasta maker. I'm always a fan of Jim Gordon, Christopher Maloney. <laughs> um, the the running joke of him running against a man with a pole in his chest <laughs> who still can't get loose in the poles because <laughs> everybody's feeling sorry for him. Uh, that, that stuff is hilarious. Um, Nora, Mr. Freeze's wife. <laughs> who, who, who initially when I was collecting my notes, right? I'm collecting my notes and I'm, she just, every episode she's in, she's doing the most outrageous stuff, right? <laughs> and I'm compiling my notes. I'm like, yo, what I like, it's kind of like a trash bag character, right? I'm like, this is the, my thought process. I mean, she's kind of a trash bag character. Cool to see, because it's usually a guy, like guy, you know, the douchebag dude. And it's like, for, to, for a woman, it's kind of funny, you know? <laughs> But the thing is, like, after listening to the us cover the first season, uh, first and second seasons, I forgot that um, he died so she could live. Uh, Mr. Freeze died. Oh, I mean, she's living. She is living. <laughs> she's living. So I'm, I'm there like, yo, she's, I mean, this is kind of what, I guess this is what he wanted for her. Um, 
Ab- she's absolutely but, ridiculous. But was this how she was before? <laughs> Imagine. That's why he froze her. <laughs> he was like, "You need to chill out while I figure while I figure the rest of this stuff out." Right? Because she thought she was dying, so she probably was out there just <laughs> living it out. Right here, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I always think that, like, I know the the depths of her depravity, and then she does something <laughs> even more reckless or ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's even, crazy. Well, she was frozen all this time. <laughs> that, it, it is. It is true. Um, they end up crashing at Catwoman for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Catwoman still played by Sinai Lathan. Oh, great, great event for that. Um, she's too good for everything, huh? Like Catwoman, <laughs> right? Like she can't be bothered. She has the greatest house. She 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 treats Bruce Wayne in this whole show like Creeps around with him. Acts like she doesn't, but still does. One of those. <laughs> I oh, I forgot. That's actually a big arc in that season. Mm-hmm. Is that Bruce doesn't know what to do to like get her to commit. Um, yeah, he he that, that man has abandonment issues. He go that whole season was him resurrecting his dead parents uh, through plants <laughs> because he was going through it with um, Catwoman, but also because they were making like, a movie about his dad. Yeah, uh, where Billy Bob Thornton Clayface <laughs> is, is playing. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Wayne. <laughs> I'm watching. Th- that was like the. I guess because Oppenheimer's so big now. Yeah. Like I'm watching that, and I'm like, "Wow, I think that would really happen." Like if if a billionaire's father died, but he was a great man, he might one day have to go to the premiere of his dad's. Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. But he goes in, and there's like. Look at the beads that his mother wore. Look at the, the suit that they were wearing that day. And I'm like, I don't know if I want that memorabilia just out there chilling. Um, but yeah, you know, they find a way to weave in and out. Like I said, where, where you're dealing with Catwoman and all the jokes and stuff about her and Bruce. And um, simultaneously, Harley's doing whatever she wants to do. That's what that character does. But Ivy, instead of telling her she's annoying or instead of telling her that she shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that, she says that Catwoman doesn't like when people... She has cameras everywhere and she doesn't... Don't do this and don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, beginning a stage of lying in their relationship or at least fibbing. Where, does the, where, does, where, does, where do those lies sit on the lie-o-meter? Um, they're the basic, the basic beginner ones, the, the, oh, it's just a, a, a white lie or, you know, just to protect you. But, um, you kind of do see the evolution with Ivy being able to talk to her more, being able to be more honest about what she wants. Um, so yeah, it is about Harley, but you see a lot going on even like with Clayface he he becomes this famous actor and you know throughout the whole first and second season everyone's making fun of him and everyone's trying to play him and look where he ends up <laughs> yeah despite the people he was hanging out with which almost shows you that maybe they weren't good for each other Dr. Psycho got his own podcast <laughs> you know but I felt like she you know she went she resorted to you know her normal natural ways but then realized like you know what I can talk to her. I can talk to Harley and explain and express how I really feel about the situation. It's not easy being in that uncomfortable middle though, right? When no. you've said the things that you <laughs> that are bothering you and, and kind of have 
yeah, you kind of have to hope that the person that you are trusting with this information, you know, handles it uh, correctly. And Harley's been known to kind of go off. But one of the things that we spoke about in our last conversation is basically this idea that Harley is endearing because she, like we said, again, makes all the mistakes. She, she, everything is to the extreme. <laughs> everything, like she can't help but be intense in all her feelings. Um, but Ivy's dealing with that now for the first time because Harley's willing to prop her up. But then when you get propped up, you got to do something. Yeah. You got to make that move. Uh, um, CEO of, you know? <laughs> oh, of, of, of LexCorp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, Joker because his kids can't get into some sort of <laughs> like English as a second language <laughs> program or something like that. He goes and runs for mayor. Um, what do you think of Joker's Hispanic family and, and him just I love his new, his new suburban life, I guess. And, you know, they, they, they brought it back to the original Joker and the family is like, Oh, Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, you Joker? <laughs> They're still down. <laughs> They're still down. When that little kid came out with a bike chain, I was like, what, what are we doing out here? It was crazy. What are we doing out here? It's um, just like already had that 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 feistiness in them to be like, oh, yeah, we can mess with you. All right. <laughs> I really wonder if it's in their contract because um, every season of Harley has an episode without her. Mm. I want to. I can't remember what the first one was. I want to say the second one was the Batman one because there was a lot of jokes about it. Where it's it the whole Batman episode where he fights Bane. Um, in the third season, it is a it's the Joker episode where it's like a sitcom where it opens <laughs> up like Family Matters or or <laughs> step by step, and it's him <laughs> trying to become mayor so that his kids can get into whatever. He's dealing with like the a bitchy parent, other parent at the school and stuff. Um, I can't yeah, say. Cool. I was gonna say I can't say that it was it was pretty awesome to watch season four and kind of forget about joker yeah and kind of be like oh yeah that's right joker <laughs> yeah yeah because and also see him preoccupied too involved around him like everything about her has been about him and it's, it's not that way this way you know this season and it it also is the message that like sometimes you don't need a cartoonish villain like you can have regular ass problems too. Like just regular, regular run of the mill ass problems is enough to, to make things hard for you. It doesn't always have to be a, a clown throwing bombs <laughs> at your car or whatever. Um, I liked Harley and Batgirl, get, uh, getting a little bit together, becoming friends. I think they both yeah. see something in each other. I think they both see the opposite in each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think Harley sees the little edge that Batgirl could have, and I think Batgirl sees, obviously, what everyone's been saying about Harley, which is that there's some hero in her. Yeah. And that's why everyone was so willing to accept her joining the Bat family. Like, can you just picture everyone being, like, cool with Talia? Just, oh, okay, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hero now. I'm a good guy yeah. now. Um, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. And then, like, Joker's killed a Robin. You know, that's his ex-girlfriend. He's just letting her in the house or whatever. But um, I do like the episode. They, they do an episode where they go into Bruce Wayne's mind. 
to kind of look through his memories. He only has one memory and it's his parents getting shot over and over and over and over again. It's like really, really dramatic. And then at one point they come face to face with the killer, but when they unmask it, it is Bruce Wayne or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Hardy's like, listen, can I please be your therapist? Like you can please, like we need to, we need to uh, break this up. Cause sometimes you forget. Sometimes you forget that she's a therapist. She has a PhD. She has a PhD. Um, she sure does. And I think it's also kind of cool to be like, you can have a PhD and still be a little bit lovesick. Like that, mm-hmm. you know? Love Those emotions crazy. don't make no sense. No. <laughs> no, they don't make they don't make not a leg of sense. Um, Ivy still wants to do this whole terraforming the earth thing and uh when she seemingly gets an opportunity because of bruce wayne resurrecting his parents um things get kind of crazy people start turning into trees and throwing up and turning each other into trees and (laughs) the world's world's getting crazy and harley says um something that i guess is something that they say every season but she's like is this really what you wanted (laughs) and it's like just all crazy she's like this is we're doing it this is eden i'm I'm doing it and uh harley's not down she's she can't and it it's like heartbreaking because poison ivy's like babe you don't get it like this is the best i've ever felt you know uh this is the most in touch with myself i've ever felt and you know thank you for seeing this in me <laughs> and harley you know accepts all that praise but ultimately can't condone all of it, all, you know, the the, the right. straight up, I guess, murder of all these people. Um, I thought they were going to break up. Yeah. I thought that that was going to, that was going to be it. I thought they were going to break up. Um, I was interested. It was interesting because they brought in here a uh, element from the comics called the green, which is this idea that every plant, like, being in the universe is connected. Uh, mm-hmm. They introduced a character in the show Swamp Thing. That was her homeboy. That was like, I always talk to you and give you know, I try to tell you my problems, and you never pay attention. <laughs> um, he is like the most powerful, one of the most powerful DC characters of all time because he is, he can control every bit of plant everywhere, of all time. Right. At one point, he gets beef. He has beef with Batman, and he does what Ivy did, which is basically make trees and shit go all over Gotham. Um, so it was cool seeing him in there. Uh, they, um, you know, they're doing this whole terraforming thing and she tries to get Ivy to see how it, how things are, how they should be. And when things don't work, she takes a bullet. Uh, she lets somebody throw up on her. And we've been seeing that this, this vomit makes you turn, transform into uh, trees. she starts to to transform into a tree funny thing was when she bit the bullet to do this two funny things one is the person that she jumped in front of was bane so bane's Mm -hmm. like oh no more revenge he's like it's okay you don't owe me for the pasta maker anymore so that was real funny and the second thing is um Ivy says something like, babe, why'd you do that? You know, the only way I could turn you back is if I stop all this. And I, um, I hardly goes, oh my, thank God. I was hoping that was the way. <laughs> like, I don't know how any of this works. I was hoping that was the way. I was just taking, you know, taking my chances on that yeah. one. 
Oh, I was, oh, I was. But that's dying. that's the the thing that with um Harley that everyone loves. Like she just just try. She's just gonna try. Let me just try and see what happens. <laughs> Even when she's sitting there becoming a tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're able to uh, make amends. But it's decided basically at the end of that season that Harley should follow her heart, and if she thinks she can be a hero. Uh, Bruce Wayne is arrested for tax evasion. <laughs> so <laughs> Batgirl gets put in charge of the Bat family, one of my favorite uh, group of characters in the comics. And um, Ivy gets an invitation from uh, Lex Luthor, played by, I believe that's John Carlo Esposito. Yeah. Sounds like John Carlo Esposito. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he calls her on to be the leader of the Legion of Doom. And. It almost feels like the show or the next season is about two people sharing a life, but that have two different goals and how pulling those being pulled in two different directions can make things difficult. Uh, do you have any experience uh, on anything like that? Yeah, just kind of banking off of that, two people who are seemingly wanting the same things, but tend to look different in their perspective so yeah. like they they want the same angle being together being happy but they're happy are different happies <laughs> yeah so what when what i guess what i'm asking is I, if at what point is that does those things become deal breakers once you start losing yourself if you can still ha be with someone and allow them to be them, regardless of that, there's a part of them that you're not a part of. I, I know that kind of sounds weird, but you, the person that you're with ha was someone before you. And yeah. if there's some aspect or something that maybe you just don't fall into in place with in their lives, you can either cause an issue for that person make it a problem that person no longer loved that situation or want to do that anymore and that ends up causing resentment right allow that person to still enjoy that take a step back let them have their that part of their life that they still love they still enjoy and you can support them and be there for them regardless if that's not what you want or what you want to do right did you find hardy slipping into her old habits her trying to make ivy happy or her or that just being her well in her her way of being is trying to make people happy she's a people pleaser. yeah she's yeah. a people pleaser. so trying to prove to the bad family that she's good trying to prove to harley that she's there supporting her and her dream while still trying to make, do her own dream which you know her change her whole change in persona you know, mm -hmm. not trying to not kill people while she's saving people, little right. things like that, you know? So she's going through a lot. She's going through a lot while still trying to fill her girlfriend's cup. That's a lot. That's a lot. And again, you know, she's still kind of, um, what, what would you, like she's still figuring her identity out because we saw that we, as we are watching this show, She's still questioning things about herself. I don't think season one Harley sees season four Harley in a bat suit. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
and goes, wow, that's in my future. Why would I ever do that? What do you think of the suit? <laughs> <laughs> the suit is creative. Yeah. The suit is creative, yes. They paid up very much homage to, to, to Harley with, you know, throwing on a couple bats on there. Yeah. I think she should have had a, a the mask. I think she should have had the Robin uh, black mask. But she I mean, doesn't yeah. care who knows who, know, who knows who she is anyway. <laughs> Uh, everybody knows who she is. Everyone knows who Harley is. But yeah, with Bruce gone, Bat Family is uh, now basically Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, and uh, Harley. <laughs> they they uh, they get a track on Professor Pig at one point, and Harley beats <laughs> kills him. <laughs> she beats them to death with a bat, <laughs> kills him. All of them freak out because they're not used to things. Uh, escalating to that point there's a no kill rule they no make kill. a very funny point to, they make a very funny point to point to all the areas in the back don't, game where it says, don't kill please don't kill remember don't kill uh, no kill rule and because batman famously has a no kill rule but that is also um often debated because they're like if he maybe if he ended some people started killing <laughs> yeah maybe if he ended some people they wouldn't be around to kill other people but the idea, at least in the hero's mind, is that they shouldn't be judged during execution or we quote unquote have systems that are meant to judge a person and then deal out whatever punishment is quote unquote just. And if you do go about yourself doing it, at what point, you know, do you cross the line? So they immediately put her on timeout and she has to go chill with Alfred and do all the uh all the butler stuff. Speaking of butts. Uh, (laughs) that is also a very meta comic book (laughs) joke for some reason dick grayson nightwing have has always been drawn with an ass with 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 an ass (laughs) yes no one can explain it no one's ever said anything like it's it's a joke in the comic book community up oh, whenever there's a picture of him he's turning <laughs> he's turning backwards and again he's in like a skin tight onesie like he's just in a one <laughs> you know he's in a one piece outfit and uh yeah his ass so to see all the ass jokes in this had me dying because it is a joke in the community <laughs> uh that nightwing nightwing has a, we're gonna a have nice to ass. do a side by side of nightwing and captain america oh yeah yeah, that's true. that's true. Marvel versus DC Civil yeah. War. <laughs> Who's got the yeah. best ass? <laughs> you mentioned there early on. Let's talk about the bro, the girl of bro boss, the girl boss of it all. Yeah, you know, Ivy gets her job at the Legion of Doom, and uh, one of the people that she first makes enemies of, but then becomes fast friends with, is Talia Al Ghul. Uh, mm-hmm. Talia famously drugged bruce wayne and used his seed to make a damien um another thing about that another joke in the show that speaks to the comics is that she is extremely cold to damien in the comics like she he calls her mother you know like that they're that they're at that level Mm -hmm. um so like she shows up he's like how long has it been (laughs) she gives him like a baby rattle (laughs) <laughs> she hasn't seen him in a while i thought all that stuff was really really good like i said like they tell jokes but the jokes make sense in universe because yeah you have to kind of be a fan of this stuff to tell the joke together right yeah yeah um so yeah i thought i thought that was all uh good there 
but she wants to be a socially conscious evil. Is that evil? It's evil to humans. Because, <laughs> like, the first thing that she does is uh, plant girl trees because <laughs> guy trees cause pollen, which cause allergies. Oh, and so geez. by planting girl trees, um, female trees, uh, she eradicates the need for allergy medication. So she stops. <laughs> so she's like stopping big pharma, which again, it doesn't feel like a very evil thing. Right, right. That's what I mean. Like it, it's gonna, it's gonna hit some people, some humans, but then eventually it's gonna keep growing into more and more plants, more and more trees, more and more green oh, yeah. life, which where is gonna be the room for humans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um. What do you think of the Legion of Doom's response to their new boss? All these guys kind of sort of dick around with Ivy. Yeah, yeah typical. Typical. Like, yes. There's there's all the typical cliche stuff, and then at one point they just like throw a chair through her through her office window. <laughs> like not even, you know, subverting it or being subtle about it. Like they just throw a chair through her office window. Um uh, you were you surprised? Were you surprised that she kind of went with the flow of this whole CEO thing so so well? Was she it was just it the wanted to prove herself? She just really wanted to prove herself, and she was really proud of her uh, her, her her dream, her uh, her plan, what she had going on there, and yeah. with the backup and support of Harley, like she just kept wanting to go and come, wanted to. Prove that she can do it. Yeah. Did you go to many female empowering tote bag uh, <laughs> dinners? Actually, <laughs> actually, I have. Yeah. Do they give it out tote bags? Is that a joke? I, I, don't, I don't. Come out of there feeling like a brand new person. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the like the future is feeble or whatever or something like that. Like, the, it's like is this a typo? They just have a closet full of tote bags. I mean, this whole season was very, uh, not just female driven, but like empowerment driven. Like Harley finding herself and Ivy becoming CEO and Nora becoming who she she is, whatever we want to say she is. (laughs) But in the other sense of not necessarily slut shaming her, you know, the whole um, Amber Rose, you know, being who you want to be. And if she wants to be around her and be out there, then that's what she's going to do. So it's very much, you know, women driven in this season. And it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Like I said, even when Talia popped up, I'm like, that's a, that's a prominent female character. Um, And, you know, she's trying to run the Wayne Enterprises because she got that she she's second in command. If Bruce is gone, Bruce is in jail being a DJ. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> she's in jail being a DJ. Uh, they, I love that she bank bankrupts basically. The, like she don't, she doesn't fit the bill for the crime fighters anymore. Mm-hmm. So none of them have their like <laughs> their cool toys. So Harley <laughs> has to teach them how to fight. And like Nightwing is terrible. Like she's whooping his ass. He's like basically crying. Uh, that was real, real funny, but they decide that okay, well, we'll just rent Airbnb, and that's how, that's how we'll make our money back. Eventually, that whole thing goes crazy, um, <laughs> but they end up making their money back because Harley sells pic, not pictures, actually, the actual panties, right? Of 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Ivy's panty, which I guess is power. That's empowering, right? Hey, it's nothing new. She's not the first. It won't be the last. <laughs> there you go. She put didn't that make that up. Put that on a tombstone. Get any way she can. Speaking of identity empowerment, knowing yourself. Is it inferiority complex or superiority complex that Lex Luthor is dealing with in this show? Oh goodness! Oh yeah, it's it's inferior inferiority. Like there's no way that. (laughs) (laughs) What what part? What part of the many changes that he did to himself are you laughing at currently? Because I know you're just imagining him (laughs) in his current state. I'm thinking about the sideburns and the top little. But I got some angles. It looks like he has a full head of hair. I swear that's why he did it. Just like that's why he kept it because he's like at, at some angles. The calf, the calf massagers, the the, the calf the, massagers, the, and just pumping and pumping and pumping. <laughs> and they explode because he stresses <laughs> out. He blows out his calves. Uh, he comes in one day with like high ass cheekbones for no reason. <laughs> oh my god! All of the penis rocket. That needs to be shaped like a penis because that's statistically, you know, how it has to go, which is like making fun of Jeff Bezos because they did the same thing. Like they had that penis yes. rocket that went, went to space and stuff. But yeah, like he already feels so low about himself, but still can't help but step on Ivy. Yes. At every at every step and every turn. Um do you think people and people like Ivy end up in positions like that because it's just a, like a PR thing. Like, Oh, look, we have a girl, we have a female. Oh, absolutely. You see it all the time. Have you seen the Barbie movie? I mean, (laughs) I haven't, I haven't actually happened. I have to 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 see Barbie. (laughs) All the time. Pretty face, you know, fresh face for the, for the covers, for the, for the pictures, but it's other people behind the scenes. Oh yeah. All the time. There's also something a bit endearing, even though, you know, what he's trying to do is evil or she's trying to do is evil. Um, every one of her business woman friends knows that they can't change the world. It's about making as much money as you can, mm-hmm. I guess, before you die. But Ivy really does did think that some of the stuff that she is doing was capable of change. Mm-hmm. She seems really taken back by the idea that. It isn't. You know, how do you how do you reconcile with that? It's like that, that realization, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So you mean this is how it's gonna be? <laughs> and like forever? Like this like, is what for all the time? Uh, yeah. Uh, nah. nah, you playing it. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think he did much in the first season that we were talking about but i love this whole dad shark uh arc for king shark and his horrible 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 wife tabitha she's still absolutely trash chain smoking um cursing him out all kinds of stuff um absolutely ridiculous they did a good job with that (laughs) and that's ron funches i think he does a real good job voicing that character and now you've seen king shark since then actually because he was in the suicide squad yeah um where he was also chomping on some people. Uh, mm-hmm. But he gets like into a real bloody fight with his brother over the over the crown. And then eventually mm-hmm. kills kills his brother. But then it's still like, I don't know if I want to. I, I didn't want, want him for that. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't want 
So that's ridiculous. Yeah, famous Clayface is big leaguing. Is it both of them or is it just Ivy? Wait, I can't remember. Like he's a uh, famous Clayface is like big leaguing. Uh, is it just Ivy? Like he has, yeah. Play, like, yeah. <laughs> he won't get her tickets. He won't. Like he's like the biggest thing ever. Um, oh no! He, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he is in Las Vegas, uh, doing shows, impersonating everyone who does shows in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. And they were making fun of him for that. And yeah, like you said, he is now. He's he's booked up. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't stop him. Um, but he won't. To- he won't give Ivy no play. Nope. Mm-hmm. She gets no love. No love. <laughs> um, what did you think of Hargret? <laughs> Ivy's dad. I mean, that's Harley's. Uh, she just puts on a pink wig and gets <laughs> to do bad things. <laughs> That was her ability to try to compromise with, because she really did feel guilty about doing bad things when every, when everyone knows that she's in the Bat family. She's supposed so she, to be good. Yeah, so she puts on a wig. That, that's that got to say something about her character, right? Like the fact that she has any guilt at all? The fact that she thinks that she can disguise herself. <laughs> oh, yeah, not the, the, the pale clown stripper in a pink wig instead of right. the ponytails and stuff. <laughs> Just like um, if we would have put a mask on her with the bat, with the, the yeah, bat suit, with the, and the and the and the very and famous the pink and pink and uh, blue pigtails. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Um, there's an issue though. Harley is sleepwalking. Now, have you dealt with many sleepwalkers? I actually, um, I have sleepwalked myself. And um, quick, funny little put you on the spot, brother. You have slept walk before. I have slept (laughs) walk. Yes, as a kid. Where? Um, while we while we were, I think we were. It was still in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I I never. Come on, I've told you this story before. (laughs) This this place (laughs) to do it. Episode two ninety (laughs) nine. Yeah, it was just some random, you just got up one one night, mom and I were watching TV a little later, and we walked into the living room, eyes wide awake, just talking some randomness, um, something about school or something that happened to you, you know, during the day or something. And mom and I just kind of looked at each other and kind of giggled and like, assured you like, oh, okay, sure, okay. And you just turned around and went right back to bed. <laughs> that's so strange that's so strange because it's like hearing the story when you were drunk but there's no fun there's no fun <laughs> there's, part. <laughs> there's no fun parts no it was just a lot of like why did you feel the need and you had been asleep for a little while yeah um, so you said you eyes open i yeah eyes open and then, how can you tell um, what that I'm asleep though? That I'm sleepwalking if my eyes are open, just because I'm not making any sense. Which is incoherent. The, the, the conversation was just so random, and then the <laughs> okay. next day you didn't remember. Oh no! Yeah, so that's, that's when we were like, "Ah, oh, you must have been sleepwalking," because <laughs> we were like, Did... "George, what are you talking about?" And he was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a huge history of sleepwalking, or you just have a couple of? No, just instances. a couple of a couple of random um instances. So grandma's I, I used to stay over grandma's often. Mm-hmm. Um 
And one time uh, she got up in the middle of the night as grandma usually does. Um, I don't know. She has this like weird, you know, paranoia with doors and uh, yeah, yeah. With doors and windows and stuff. So, you know, she got up to go make sure the doors were locked. And she said the door, my bedroom was open. Mm -hmm. So I'm maybe like six, seven years old. She automatically went ran to the front door. The door was still locked. I wasn't tall enough to unlock it. Um, mm -hmm. So going through doors and waking up grandpa. And finally she just opened the closet door and I was there sleeping on the floor. <laughs> so strange. And so <laughs> apparently I just got up in the middle of the night and was just walking around the living room and just found my way. I guess maybe I opened the door thinking it was a bedroom door and it was a closet. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm done. I'm done. This, this, it, it worked. This is about right. It yeah. worked. <laughs> So could you people telling me stories of things that I've done? I don't so I was say, could you could you relate to a little bit of this paranoia? Like, yeah. What, I, so like, so when Harley found out, you know, I was like, I did what? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I never got to the point of a friendship bracelet, but well, yes, that's that's good. So the potato clone thing is a little weird. Like the whole the weird. Potato. The potato clone thing is a little. I almost wish it's a little just, reach. It's a little well, reach. No, well, it was Harley who killed Nightwing, right? Spoiler alert! Right. We've been doing spoilers this right. whole time. Could it not just have been that? It, yeah, I don't. I don't know why they needed the the clone for that. The clone to be the one to tell her because she needs to hear it from herself. I is guess. that going a little too deep with it? <laughs> I did like the series of events where. She, she gets told she goes to psycho uh to tell psycho to get in her her mind he likes to like flex his butt before he does that for some real weird reason and they go into her mind he she sees herself kill nightwing comes out of it realizes that now psycho knows she needs to go back <laughs> knocks knocks him out calls ivy and she tells the truth she doesn't lie or anything hey ivy i think i know who killed whatever it was me Meanwhile, Ivy's on a golf trip, trying to get Lex kicked out of LexCorp, and she's smoozing it with one of like that one like a big CEO, and she accidentally kills him because <laughs> she hits a golf cart to her. So they both on the phone with each other, like, "Yeah, I messed up. I Let's killed somebody by accident." <laughs> <laughs> so that's super funny. But like you said, she then calls up the Flash, who. Uh, Goes back in time five minutes. Doesn't know why he's and doing it. And then you sit there and the think joke. of all these different ways people can go back in time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because they go back later on in a in a actual machine. Mm -hmm. But um, even uh, even realizing when she meets this clone, even realizing that there's another version of her, seemingly living a good life. I mean, she's chilling with Batgirl. Um, seemingly chilling with the Flash because she's like, oh, he's hilarious. Like he's done jokes all the time and stuff. Um, she's almost a vision of what she could be if she wanted to go in that direction, but go in that direction fully, which is something that I feel like she doesn't know. And maybe that conflict would create emotionally some sleepwalking, or at least you know some sort of like there's an inner turmoil thing going on here. Right. Um, were you surprised that Nightwing died? <laughs> I mean, they kill people here all the time, but yeah, I did. I, I was surprised. I was surprised, and then the turn of how um, was like, oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, and again, like 
she was looking like how I looked with like one eye <laughs> kind of down because she was half asleep. When you watched um, that drunk video of yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And usually not doing it with an audience. So, yeah, she was not happy about that. Um, Lex is still a weirdo. At one point, him and Talia meet. And they have sex? Do they have sex? They <laughs> pay strangers. <laughs> To have sex in front of them while they have a business conversation. <laughs> yeah. While they have a business. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, no, and I want you to get up in him or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, put on the cape. Put on the Superman cape. <laughs> real, real, uh, real weird stuff. Um, but his whole plan is he is going to make even more or ozone. <laughs> he wants to put even more ozone because he knows that we are dealing with like global warming and stuff like that. So he wants to uses laser to give the earth more ozone the idea being that uh, or the idea on the face of it being that you can't take over the world if there's no world to take over so he needs to help save the world to sort of be able to destroy it which i i thought was um pretty interesting this is when you see him try though he wants weird... to be seen as saving the world how about that yeah and also this is simultaneously when it's already been outed that that's what ivy's doing like Ivy's already taking steps to save the world and smaller steps, which is what, what kind of turns public favor to Ivy. Cause it's quite obvious that he's just taking like her ideas and stuff. And he, he's not very happy with being shown up, uh, especially by Ivy. So she, he gives her like a weird PR team, weird social media gen Xers or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But she's eventually able to get rid of them. Uh, they have like a poison ivy pageant with little kids and she tells them all <laughs> off she's like none of you will ever be like me uh you can never be me uh kind of stuff i thought that was pretty funny but she even gets a cool little team of uh mentees yes is that what you call them yeah 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 the, uh, natu the, the natural disasters <laughs> um you're somebody who's actually mentoring some some young women yeah. uh how how's that experience? And did you see any of that with Ivy and these three uh, girls? I at one point I actually get disappointed in her because she kind of you know fails in her duties a little bit. And 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 as someone who is mentoring, there's a lot of pressure in that. It's a lot of pressure yeah. to be looked up to, especially when you're not used to being in that position. We've mentioned before how much Ivy is a loner. So now not only is she the CEO, she has these girls like looking up to her and kind of looking for the way, like show me the way. And she's like, wait a minute, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you could be that like the reason for everything or the reason not for everything. Right. <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in, the, in this mentor's uh, spot, it's already an important spot. So anything that you do in it, right or wrong, is going to affect uh the people that you are are taking care of so yeah it's you you see her trying to juggle all this kind of stuff and um at one point she even kind of big leagues harley like she's not letting her go through security like nora's nora's the <laughs> one uh uh she gets a job at the legion of doom shout out to nora for calling jim and getting him a job <laughs> as the security <laughs> guard <laughs> uh he leaves yeah, his wife he's tired of his wife he leaves his wife in the, in the log cabin uh, to do the Legion of Doom stuff. Uh, I thought that was really funny because it's like he 
you had a happy ending, bro. He went to the stress, and that I think that's Jim's true happy ending. It's going wherever the stress is. Um, but because Ivy's not paying attention to her, she basically steals a time sphere. Harley does, and Harley and Ivy go forward a couple of years, like twenty years, I want to say, and they see that everything's become apocalyptic, and they meet their daughter Natiri. Natiri, uh, <laughs> Princess Ladyfingers. Princess Ladyfingers is her actual Christian name, but Natiri, um, Avatar is like the biggest movie there or at that time or whatever. Um, but they, I, I like that they, their insistence. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have named her Natiri. Like where, where did that name come from? We wouldn't have named her Natiri. Uh, turns out that they didn't. The future versions of her parents never. Um, they faked it they too much. They didn't raise her. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's this over it's this overarching idea that it's okay to not be okay sometimes as a couple. How do you feel about that? Is there a time limit on that? What where what how far can one swim away before having to swim back to shore? Oh, you yeah, yeah, there's no swimming back once you've gone too far out. That yeah. that coast will just take you right out and yeah, there's no coming back. There's there's nothing better than honesty and not just for to your partner to yourself, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, your opinion is worth sitting in the uncomfortable for a bit. It's worth sitting in the uncomfortable to... and getting that that mushiness and muckiness out instead of living it, living in it, and letting it continue to pile to the point where you can't even breathe. So yeah. the best the best thing you do is just get it out, get it in the open, and you know, if the end result is not being together, then that's going to be the best for everyone in the long run, because that's what's going to eventually happen anyway. Very, very um, big believer in you cannot mess up what's meant for you. And, you know, what's meant for you is going to be out there. And if it's not, it's never going to work. If it's not meant for you, it's never going to work. So yeah, say what you got to say speak have those uncomfortable conversations because if it is meant for you then it's just going to make us stronger the situation itself is indestructible there should be no fear in in any damage you theoretically emotional damage right. that you have to take to get through it because overall <laughs> yeah yeah i like that i like that um it I feel like now, even more than ever, right, with social media, it's it's all about saving face. It's all about presenting as the best version of you and your partner, spouse, um, sometimes more important than actually, like you said, maintaining it. It's more about how you can pick and optics. choose what people see. You pick and choose what you want people to see. Yeah, those optics. Um, so... I said that in the uh, last season, the episode without Harley, and it was the um, I'm spacing the episode without Harley and oh the Joker season. It was a Joker episode with the with the him becoming mayor or whatever. Yeah. Um, in this season, it's what happened while they were gone. So while they were gone, uh, Nora's in charge of the whole Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by herself, um, she's also trying to screw Captain Cold, uh, old Leonard Snart from Arrow, from from <laughs> from uh, the Flash. It's cool to see his ass up up here there. But while while she's over here trying to get on this icicle, 
My man Bane is in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Make trying pasta. To, well, first he's trying to fix her pasta maker, but he couldn't fix her pasta maker. He became, I have become the pasta maker. <laughs> what a ridiculous storyline. What a ridiculous arc. But I found myself laughing the whole time. You know, for, just, for being a filler episode, it was it was pretty uh, comedic. Yeah. Um, he's talking to the kids in Italy. He's like, I'm Bonio. And they're like, you call it the toilet? They just call it the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I really liked all of that. Um, they're doing like Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off stuff. And then he goes to leave and she's like, what? Did no, you think I was going to let you mama. leave? <laughs> You think I was gonna let you leave? I, I told you like the secrets of the universe. Or you think I was just gonna let you leave? Hold him at knife point to get tickets to Clayface, as everyone <laughs> as everyone wants. <laughs> and Clayface says he'll give it to him front row under one condition <laughs> that he headbutts Heart Ivy <laughs> on the news. <laughs> And I love that because they put that in there. I don't think it comes back to like the last episode. <laughs> and I didn't get it. Like they, he gets an emoji on his phone. <laughs> okay, bad buddy. I'm like, oh yeah, he owes. Yeah, he owes. And then he had but he's like, I owed someone a debt. I <laughs> uh, love that. Um, loved him coming back with the pasta and her being like, I, what? Like, what I just want? had that. I just had <laughs> it's like, I had, pasta, I had pasta for lunch. And um, she's uh, she's like, I want that umbrella. And he just throws all the pasta and gets her an umbrella. And he's trying to get what he wants. Uh, do you see that working out? <laughs> is is Bane no. the kind of person that Nora needs and vice versa? Mean, no. 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 She, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, I yeah, I just thought uh, seeing those two uh, were really cool. It it seemed like one of the bigger problems in this season between the two protagonists was trying to keep work and life separate. Yeah, especially because it it's basically like a cop and a criminal <laughs> uh, sharing a bed, which doesn't make things <laughs> easy. Which is always a joke with like. Uh, Catwoman and Batman. It's like she's a jewel mm-hmm. thief, bro. Like you know, like okay. kind of got to make a decision here. Um, but it's decided that regardless, they can't keep things from each other. Even if they want to separate aspects, maybe even the finer details of what they're doing in their work lives, they should still come into the middle and discuss. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Um. Again, life lesson from characters that are beating each other with bats and breaking ankles and all that. Yeah, they slipped a couple of those in there. They slipped in lesson. one of the most. They slipped in one of the most hor- horrific uh, storylines um, in this, uh, with uh, the Killing Joke, where Joker famously shoots and paralyzes Barbara Gordon. Um. That was messed up. <laughs> and we spoke about it in the uh, season one and two recap that they have this real. They have this thing where whenever they do something they know is really serious and really like heart wrenching, they will play either sad music or no music during the credits, like just let you sit with it, let you <laughs> sit with what you just saw. <laughs> and that was rough, like, yeah. you know, um, seeing uh, Batgirl get shot. Um, it was, uh, and then 
I thought she was dead. I should have known. Yeah, that too. I, I thought she was dead. I thought that was the end of the season. Actually, I thought they were going to yeah. end it there. Um, but she's back up in comics. She obviously uh, survives being shot, but she is paralyzed from the waist down. She becomes the entity known as Oracle. Uh, if you have no idea who Oracle is, it's basically mm-hmm. what what Felicity was playing in Arrow, the girl who's there the girl and the on all the computers. <laughs> the girl, the girl in the chair. The girl in the, the chair. Um, here's an interesting thing. Eventually, as the years went past, people decided. I I almost think. <laughs> So ironic. Uh, I think very similarly to Felicity. I think at one point in the show, Felicity gets a chip put in her back that allows her to walk again because she, at one point, does get shot and Mm -hmm. she is paralyzed on the waist down. And they give her like a little chip where she can walk again. Um, This happens with Barbara in the comics because she was Batgirl and people wanted to, they, they, they felt like they took away Batgirl. In making her Batgirl, people who were disabled felt they took away Oracle. (laughs) <laughs> so you get put in this very weird kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't win them all. You can't make them all happy. Um, but I like that she is. St- she still won't be babied. She's still on top of her stuff, Barbara. Even though this has happened. Um, yeah, because she Holly lost her, her, you know, her use of her legs, but you know, her brain is still intact. Yeah. What did you think about Harley going to go get Joker, regardless, not in her bad outfit, and willing <laughs> to basically, I, I'm assuming, kill his family? And then think, ah, you can have him. <laughs> uh, you can have him. <laughs> yeah, I think they really knew she wasn't. Uh, she meant business. But seeing that little kid with, the, like I said, with the bike chain, I was like, oh, these kids are like they're down, down. <laughs> he got his own little clown family now. Um, but ultimately the big bad is revealed to be Lex Luthor, who we realize his whole big plan was to block out the sun so that Superman could get weak, so that he could steal Superman, so he could take his cape, his muscles, his hair. <laughs> and his hair. Can't forget the hair. All of it, a complete living embodiment of over um compensation. Compensating. A, a complete thing with that. And um yeah, he ultimately gets thwarted by both Harley and Ivy. Um, and I dig that. But I'm more interested in seeing where this thing leads off because uh, Talia gets a hold of Nightwing's body. And in true Al Ghul fashion. Right in the pit. Right in the pit. Everybody goes in the pit. Everybody um, goes in the pit. That's famously how... Um, Jason Todd, the second Robin, he was beaten to death by the Joker, thrown into the pit, um, comes back, but without Batman's knowledge, and comes back like, I know all your secrets, and Batman's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he puts two and two together, and it's a big reveal, oh my god, and he, he came back from the dead. But in this, she seemingly, he's seemingly going to set his sights on Harley. What happens now? The, do, yeah, just she, the, she, you know, she can't Put it back on mashed potato Harley because mashed potato Harley is, you know, smashed on the ground. So now right. he's really going to come back for, and reveal that it was really her, not the clone. I forgot that Batgirl still thinks it's mashed potato Harley. Yes. <laughs> because at one point she's like, I can't believe I killed him. And she's like, you mean her? It's like, yeah. Because nah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you never told me who the murderer was. She's like, oh, yeah, it was her. 
She did it. Yeah. <laughs> Go Nightwing. Um, yeah, that's gonna mess up a bunch of things with those with the with her supposed hero arc, I guess. But she couldn't even tell that to him, and he couldn't know the difference. Like Nightwing, yeah. it wasn't me. He would just have to believe a, mas- a mashed potato clone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of Harley, uh, that she was killed. Well, I, I guess he remembers. Maybe that fight predates the clone. Yeah. Um, okay, but but famously, when you come out of the pit, you come out crazy. So right. <laughs> uh, it's not like to say that everything that he says should be taken a hundred percent anyway. That bloodlust is real. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But what, what do you think about Talia possibly being the the big bad for the next season? I love it. I love it. I've loved her and you know anything that she's been in. She's definitely a strong um, character. Um, so I'm excited to see what they will do with her. Yeah, she famously teamed up with Bird in the in, <laughs> in the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> it's her. And, it's her and him. Um, now, before we end off this, and I left this on, <laughs> on purpose. Oh, man. The freaking uh, Valentine's Day special is <laughs> absolutely bonkers. It's a, it, Harley basically tries to go out of her way. And I, again, I didn't think about this until you've put it this way. But she goes out of her way to try to give Ivy the best Valentine's Day that she's ever had. It's super important to her to give her the best Valentine's Day that she's ever had. Um, she has an elaborate celebration, an elaborate dinner. Ivy's chill with it. She asks Ivy, how does she dig it? And Ivy's like, I think it was great. And that's oh, not good yeah. enough for her. Mm-hmm. Not good enough for her. So she steals Wonder Woman's lasso of truth, puts it around Ivy, asks her again if it's the best. And she goes, it's top three. And again, that's not enough for Harley. I love ivy in this episode because she's like i a perfect uh valentine's day for me is to be at home in my pajamas all day have sex mm-hmm. with my beautiful girlfriend and go to sleep yep <laughs> but harley's not hearing any of that because to her that's not a perfect that's, that's not valentine's enough day. yeah it that's has not to a perfect be big valentine's it has day. to be yeah have you ever been on either side of that you know, with birthdays, with Valentine's yeah. days, how how often do we miss the cue of what oh, you know? Yeah, yeah we actually um, had that experience at work. Um, you know, we tend to celebrate work birthdays, nothing extravagant or crazy, but you know, cake and you know, card and stuff like that. And so we came to find out that it was someone's birthday coming up, and so you know, we had a card passed around and things like that. And her receipt of it wasn't as happy as everyone right. would have thought. Yeah. And, you know, some people were like, hey, you know, that's kind of weird that, that she received it that way. But then you have to think not everyone celebrates how you celebrate. Yeah. You know, to her, maybe she just didn't want to be celebrated for her birthday. And actually... What ended up happen- ha- happening was she took off for her birthday. And it came out to be, oh, it's her birthday. That's why she's off. So when she came back, she was, re- you know, given things and the reaction. The day after, was like, it was a day after her birthday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Um, 
And she, you know, Hardy Stacy's like every year for Joker it had to be better. It had to be bigger. It had to be better. Um, she needs this that validation um, of being the best. And that's also very weird. I've seen this. People have this conversation. All that kind of stuff. It's very weird that you need to feel like you're the best partner your partner's ever right. had. Because you currently have them. And I feel like you can lose the forest through the trees, right? In trying to, you're trying to obtain a title you're in progress of always, right? Right. right. And that bar can always be raised. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought, like, I, I, I hear it all the time, you know, people, guys obsessed with girls' body counts, like, what do you, what, what does, does it matter? matter? Yeah, you know, I, I, Nora frees it up. You know what I'm saying? Get with it, I ain't mad. Um, yeah, I found all that pretty interesting about um, because again, it's it's all played for laughs. It gets incredibly crazy because uh, Harley ends up going and getting a love potion so she can give Ivy the biggest orgasm that she ever has received. Mm-hmm. Um, simultaneously, Bane, who can't find a date bumps into a dominatrix who thinks that he's also a dominatrix and they go over to some guy to administer kinky BDSM and stuff. And one of the things that the guy's into is humiliation, which means basically her making fun of his penis. So Bane's there. She's like, Oh, look at that little shrimp thing that can do whatever, whatever, whatever. But then when they leave, she's like, Oh, Bane, you know, I want to get with you. You know, you should come come over or whatever. And Bane's like, oh, so the things you said about that man's penis, uh, were you telling the truth? And she's like, oh, you ain't got nothing to worry about, big boy. Like, don't even bother yourself with that. And he goes, oh, okay, because, like, he had what most would consider a pretty average size penis. It's just like this big hulking he man. Get, he couldn't get off of <laughs> he's still on top. He's still oh, he's still obsessed with this whole thing. He goes, gets a magic spell so he can make his penis bigger. According to him, his penis size is fine. It's his penis size compared to his regular size. Right. Compared to his body size. Right. You know? And so <laughs> very important distinction. So he goes to get this penis spell. Yeah, it's all about ratio. He goes to go get his penis spell. Puts it on. It immediately starts burning. He starts freaking out. The thing on the back of the bottle says, don't use with HGH. <laughs> and that's basically all. Yeah, he just starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Becomes this big uh, kaiju Godzilla beast. And um, simultaneously, Ivy has her orgasm, which causes a bunch of spores to release into the air and when the spores land on people they spontaneously start making love everywhere in the streets in the thing <laughs> and again i call back to little arguments i've had in past relationships because ivy looks over and goes you couldn't just <laughs> you know <laughs> like my what i wanted was nothing you did the opposite of nothing and now we have to deal with this <laughs> and i was like oh yeah you she didn't tell you she didn't want nothing. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I'm learning lessons here. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So sometimes nothing is nothing. It's not like, oh, it's nothing kind of stuff. Nothing sometimes is actually nothing. Yeah, fine is sometimes fine too, regardless of what they say. Sometimes yeah. we do mean it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And ultimately what Ivy wanted was more intimate. 
if her comfort zone is sitting there watching trashy shows, but she wants to do it with someone she cares about. Oh, and then they they nail it home because they go. Uh, uh, she goes. She goes. I didn't even want to go out. And she goes, but you did go out with me. And she goes, yeah, because you said you wanted to. And I listened to you. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you do, you, you do make sacrifices, but you, you're clear on your intentions. You're clear on, on And you kind of got to understand that they don't have normal. A date yeah. night at home, sitting at home watching TV, that's big. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. huge. Yeah, that's you know they they don't do that. They're villains or super. In Noel Hart and Harley's case, you know, yeah, she's you know doing a little bit of both. But uh, you know, they have people crashing through their doors, and you know, monsters run roaming through their streets. So to sit home and do nothing that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to be heard at that level, you know, right. I think that even takes a level of vulnerability to be like, I'd rather not do any because you could just sit there and just take it right mm-hmm. ultimately it's it's a day where people are going to express themselves but it's very important you know i there's a book on it but to understand your partner's love language what actually communicates to them with love because you could just be throwing things at a wall <laughs> if that's not how they speak if that's not how they communicate love if Love is quality time, which it sounds like what Harley, uh, what Ivy wanted from Harley, but all Harley's doing is giving her gifts and never right. being around. It doesn't matter if she spent a million dollars on her. She didn't want a million dollars. She wanted 10 minutes. She wanted an hour. She wanted a weekend. She um, wanted that couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like I said, life, life lessons. Bane uh, shoots up. He's, he's a huge... A uh, horny monster now, and he just starts <laughs> to hump buildings because he his, his right. loins can't be satiated. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going at it, uh, and eventually, have you seen Ted Lasso yet? <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen Ted Lasso? No, no, no. <laughs> One of the actors from Ted Lasso, uh, Brett Goldstein, uh, Clayface um, <laughs> imitates him. And uh, they're basically able to get Bane back to normal. But at one point, they make him not hard by, like, making him bored. Like, they start talking yeah. about, like, numbers and shit. <laughs> um, but that dominatrix chick shows back up and is still down to rock with Bane regardless. You know? Obviously, that didn't last because he got back to with Nora. He, you know, he's going to do the Nora thing. Back to Nora. That Nora. was in between these seasons. But, um, yeah, again... 40 minutes, absolutely ridiculous. Would not watch this with kids in the room. But again, I walked oh. away going, oh, I've learned something from this today. <laughs> what would you say, um, har- what Harley moment would you say most spoke to you? What, what moment would you say like, oh, I can see myself doing that, saying that, acting that way? Um, Probably the realization that she doesn't want to do either, you know? She was yeah. just doing so much of both, like being an uber super villain and trying to be uber super heroic. She just wanted to be her. Let me just mm-hmm. do this and kind of f- do what feels right to me as opposed to just trying to be out there and just trying to prove my point, trying to prove my worth and who I am and trying to find my identity. I mean, let it just happen. 
And yeah. that kind of was like, yeah, because everything that she's been is always been, like I said, behind someone, you know, being the person with Joker and, you know, how he mistreated her and everything. And then when she got with Harley, I mean, with Ivy, she didn't know what it was to be in a regular, normal, healthy relationship. So it's always, you know, the over the over gifts and over showering and doing so much and over the top. <clears throat> and so to finally sit back and say, you know what, I'm with someone who loves me. I don't need to be this uber super villain. I don't need to be. I know I'm just going to be me. Do you think that journey of self-discovery is easier or harder with a partner? Because I feel like sometimes with a partner, you might get the urge to want to be the person that you think that they, they, that they need or that you want. Yeah, you want to be for yeah. them. I say it might be harder in the sense that <clears throat> some days are are better than others some days are way harder than others so mm -hmm. for your partner to see the those changes is kind of hard you don't want them to see you at your lowest or to see the flip-flop of one day being you know good and the next day you're in bed crying for whatever reason you know healing is hard healing yeah. is hard it's necessary it's absolutely necessary but it's hard it's a really hard journey so i would probably say you know if you're by yourself you always need the support, but to be with a partner who sees that, it affects them as well. When you're down and when you're low and you're not feeling so great, it affects them as well. So I would say it might be a little harder. That's interesting. I think that um, sometimes we uh, confuse accountability with fault, right? We want change. Sometimes change is about admitting uh, you know, some accountability, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's like, I want to, I, I think I should go back to school. It's because I could have done better in school or could make more money, you know, to, to want to change is to admit that there's something wrong. Something but sometimes that, we take that fault too personally, you know, we say that something's wrong with us as opposed to something's wrong with the situation. You can fix right. the situation. <laughs> you know, you can always change the situation. Situations can change. Um, sometimes we just stop because we say, you know, this is messed up because of me. And I, it's, I, that's just what it is. But also you can say, you know, it's messed up because of me. So now I have to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about, it's about that transparency. It's about that accountability. And those are things that you get in love. If you're loved right, if you're loved often. If you love the way that you're supposed to, and you love the way that I think everyone deserves to. And that's why this episode was all full of love. Um, I thought it was a pretty lovely and love-filled episode um, of the podcast. I loved tackling uh, these two seasons. Again, I'm still, I'm probably going to go back and look at Bane's, all Bane's moments, <laughs> or all, all his moments. Um, I... I'm not sure. I think it might have been greenlit for a season, uh, a season five. Interesting. Oh yeah, with the way it ended, definitely. That's definitely. Yeah. Rule it's absolutely bonkers to me that this show is one of the only um, DC things that seems to be coherent. Like the last four, yeah. this has been been out since 2019. Yeah, so last four years, this show has been incredibly consistent. <laughs> Their movies haven't been consistent. Nothing else they've been doing has been consistent. 
And Bahari. what I love about Baharli, and what I love about that is that um, it, it's a consistency that allows them to build on the lore in the comics. That's why we get so many different characters. That's how Talia gets here, because we had three years of setting up the entire story, the entire board, Batman, uh, Gordon, Alfred, then Damien, then Talia. If you just do, if you end up in the memory like Bruce Wayne, all you ever do is his parents being shot and him becoming Batman. Yeah. That's yeah. You, you don't get to Talia, yeah. you don't get to Damien, you don't get to Harl Ivy, which is something that people. I mean, here's something. I think that we're gonna be around for episode six hundred. Yeah. What's your What's your over under? How many years before we get live action Harl Ivy? Oh. <laughs> Is the world ready? Are you ready for a, a Harley Quinn that's not Margot Robbie? I can't say that I am. I can't say that I am. And I think that I don't think they can do it right now. I think the fans are so disappointed and so defeated that I don't think it would be received properly. I think they'd probably take it as a wash. Like, uh. <laughs> Regardless that it's Harley, it's like, mm. yeah, it's crazy. Wait a little bit. It's crazy how popular the character has become. We know that that James Gunn is rebooting the entire universe. He said some actors may come back, some may play the same characters, some may play different characters. Um, but we are a hundred percent sure the next time we will see Harley Quinn. Because Lady Gaga is playing her in the Joker sequel. No way. Yes. Uh, that is set to be a musical, supposedly. <laughs> um, it's called Joker Foil Le Doux. It's, it's, it's French titled. Um, and the person playing the doctor, the crazy doctor that falls in love with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker will be Lady Gaga. So. That's we may not be ready for a brand new uh, hardline reset with Harley, but we are going to get a little bit of a twist on that character. Um, so are they just kind of going dark with it? I mean, have you seen, I Joker? Think have you seen Joker? I think, of that, <laughs> I, think of, I think of American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's pictures of her on the steps. You know, like they're going, they're going all out with it. There's, there's pictures of of her as the doctor, you know, with the hair pinned up and oh, professional, and then she'll she'll go crazy, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there's, a, there's light at the end of the tunnel for that Harley. Because in oh, most stories, <laughs> in most stories, man, and if you saw Joker, that didn't necessarily have a happy ending. All right. So we shall see. We shall see, and we'll know because we'll be doing this podcast on it. Because we're here each and every week as part of the Major Issues Podcast. That's what we do here, Knock on Vibranium. We try our best not to miss a week, and that's how you get to 299 episodes of the Major Issues Podcast. 299. Basically covering every single comic book thing to come out since 2018. Uh, we're still going backwards, forwards, uh, tackling all kinds of books, uh, movies, TV shows, and more. So thank you for everybody who's been on the bandwagon, who's helped us get this far. We do it for our fans, and the feedback has been crazy. The podcast thing uploads automatically on YouTube. I forget. 
people been commenting, liking and stuff. So that's been pretty cool building an audience over there as the episodes go over there. Some people discover us on YouTube. Some people discover us um, on our website, comicbookclick.com, which has every single episode of the Major Issues podcast. It's now 299 episodes, which is closing in on close to 600 hours of content free of charge. Uh, so consider going there. But you can literally find the Major Issues podcast wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. Um, the easiest way to find us, type in Major Issues podcast into Google. And we'll be the first result to pop up because we've been doing this for a damn long time. We deserve that number one spot when you type in Major Issues Podcast. This guy knows uh, his stuff. I'm telling you. So type in Major Issues Podcast. Type in comic book click. Go to our website and consider the many ways that you can help support us. Uh, it, the cheapest way you can help support I don't want to say cheapest. The most cost-effective way you can help support us <laughs> is by telling a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Spread the fandom. Uh, go and reach out to us on facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books, comic book media. Um, we're at Major Issue CBC on Twitter. We're also at Major Issue CBC on Twitch. I'll be twitching soon, uh, doing some Spider-Man run-throughs because this next Spider-Man game is coming out, and I'm super excited about that. So make sure that you are checking into all of that. Um, you can also purchase merchandise. I make designs for t-shirts, for mouse pads, for pillowcases, all of the above. Uh, if you go to comic book click and you hit shop CBC, you hit that link. Not only can you get an exclusive piece of merchandise designed by me, but we get a kickback of every single purchase and it helps us keep the lights on here. Um, lastly, you can go to patreon.com slash CBC clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month. You can help support us and keep the lights on here because I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it because it will mess up the timeline. And next thing you know, Dwayne Rock Johnson is trying to play Harley Quinn because he needs the, the role of the money. And uh, You know he's back in wrestling, right? He's come back to wrestling. He has to. He has to. <laughs> yeah, the writer's strike. Uh, the he has strike. to. <laughs> absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway. where the money is. <laughs> and come where the fun is. And that's the Major Issues Podcast each and every week. And again, it's the last stop on the road to 300. So make sure you are ready for the next episode because it's going to be monumentous. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am Melissa, a.k.a. Big Sis. And this has been our Harley Quinn Seasons 3 and 4 recap and review. And remember... Whether you're good, bad, or a bit of both, pale green, or anything in between, remember we are the click. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs> <laughs>